Hello everyone, this is me, Philip Peruski, and today we have like the KISS band. Well, not the KISS band in, in general. Like we have the, well, yes in general, but not the actual KISS band, the KISS tribute band, um, Detroit Rock City. Welcome to Mixing It Up with Mixture, an autism podcast. Can you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about how you got started in this business and what role you personally play in the business? In, in the band. Sure, I'll, I'll go first. My name is Nick, and um, my role in the band is uh, the star child, so I'm the, the front man, and uh, I sing about half the songs, and I play rhythm guitar. Nice. And I'm Steve, and I'm the demon in the Detroit Rock City Kiss Tribute Band, and uh, I play bass guitar, I breathe fire, I spit up blood, and I pretty much disgust everybody that I can. Okay. And I mean, don't worry, I, um, don't worry, I can handle those stuff. So, but anyways, um, um, is there any more that you want to tell us before I move on to the next question? It's funny that we're here because we're the, the two newest guys in the band, but I'm sure you guys will be asking us questions about that as we go. We are. Okay, so what's it like to be a rock star? It's a, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's fun because it's work that you really want to do. And um, we're professionals because we get paid to do it. If we, if, it, if we weren't rock stars, we'd just be a bunch of friends in the basement putting on makeup and big boots. So it is fun to, to get out of the basement and um, get on a stage and, and, and play in front of people. Uh, what, what's really great about being in a KISS tribute, and Steve could probably back me up on this, um, is that when we have a show, I have to shave my beard off. I've, I've got a beard on my face. And I can't put the makeup on unless I shave my, shave my face first. So a lot of times people won't know I'm a rock star because I've got a beard on and I'll shave it off, put on the makeup, and then I'm like somebody else for, for that show. And then my beard takes a couple of weeks to grow back and I just go back to being myself. So it is nice to not be recognized on the street. It's nice to have, you know, a personal life, but then also have like a different rock star life. I, I see what you mean. So... I was wondering, when you were a kid, did you know you wanted to be a rock star? I, uh, yeah, I did actually. I always thought I was going to, to be rich and famous and be, live the rock star life. In fact, uh, I wanted to travel all over the world, uh, throw my clothes in a suitcase and pack my bags and go someplace and, and play music. I thought that'd be the, the ultimate. I had a couple friends that actually attempted to do that you know, by traveling to California, recording music out there, and never quite made it. And I didn't get far enough, like I said, so I basically cut my hair and got a, you know, nine to five day job and, and uh, waited my time until I landed this position with these guys here. And this has been a lot of fun. It's like living the, the mini rock star life without, uh, without all the baggage and travel and everything, so. Yeah, when I was, when I was little, and my parents got me a guitar, they basically said I could play as loud as I want and as long as I want, as long as I didn't want to make it my full-time job. So um, I, always, I, never, I never thought about doing it full-time or touring the world. I always thought that this would be the one thing that I would do to have fun and to not, to not have to put food on the table or pay bills by playing a guitar. I always wanted it to be the fun thing. So I, I kind of thank my parents for, you know, allowing me to, to play and to practice and to, you know, get lost in it without 
ever like harboring a delusion that that I want to like make it big because it, it always kept it fun and not work for me. So tell us how'd you all meet? We just met today. Yeah, we just <laughs> just met in the parking lot when we pulled in. No, we we've, we've known each other for a year and a half now too. Um, Nick, you want to explain maybe how when you joined the band because you're yeah one one of the one of the guy like two of the guys aren't here like you said one of the guys in the band works on guitars professionally so if a guitar is broke he fixes them and I needed someone when I first moved here to fix one of my guitars so when I dropped off my guitar um, this guy said he was a big Kiss fan and I told him I was a big Kiss fan you know long story short they started a Kiss tribute band and one of the guys left and he knew me and I told him well I'll I'll join the band because he knew that I was a big Kiss fan. So then I, I joined the band with him. When another guy retired from the band, we had another opening, and we found Steve. That's kind of how it all, all came together. Do you have anything to say, Steve? Well, I, uh, I had a friend of mine contact me and says, I found your next musician music gig. And I said, what is that? He said, there's a band looking for a, a Gene Simmons, a demon, in a Kiss tribute band. So I sent Nick pictures of me from like Halloween and a couple of custom bases that I have that are exact replicas of Gene Simmons. And uh, Nick called me about five minutes after I sent the pictures <laughs> and said, are you for real? You know, he said, can you really play and sing? I said, yeah. He said, well, come over and audition with us. So I came over and auditioned and they offered me the gig that night. So they- yeah, finding a guy that can blow fire and spit blood and play all the Kiss songs is not very easy to find on the street. So you know, when a guy reaches out to you, you <laughs> you jump on it because it might be the last guy you meet for a bunch of years before you meet another guy that can do all those things. Okay. What instruments do each of you play? I play guitar, but outside of the band, I can play the mandolin. I can play a little bit of piano. Uh, I took a year of trumpet lessons. I can play the drums a little bit. Um, but for the most part, it's just the guitar for me. Guitar suits you. Yeah. Have you ever tried to play? Once, but I might, I might, I might stink at him. Mm. Steve, what do you play? I play bass guitar. Uh, I also play regular guitar and acoustic guitar, and I play a mandolin as well. That's pretty much it. I played some piano. Can't play drums worth a lick. It's too hard to pat your head and rub your stomach, I think, so that's a little more difficult. I'll leave that to the experts. But uh, no, I like all aspects of music. I really do. Nick's got quite the uh, collection of guitars, too. He has a quite a large collection of vintage guitars and yeah i'm better at buying them than i am at playing them <laughs> so eventually i want to get as good as it's <laughs> as expensive as it's expensive <laughs> hobby that's for sure mm-hmm. but it's fun okay so how long has your band been together i think officially um the other two guys started doing kiss tributes in 2012 2012 yeah and um I played college football for a couple of years and stopped in 2015, and I, wa- I wanted a reason to stay in shape, and once I joined the KISS band, I'm like, there's my, my reason to stay in shape. I've been in the KISS band since 2015, and Steve's been on board since 2021. Yep. Yeah, I actually play hockey. I'm a goalie in hockey as well, and I think playing in this tribute band takes out more energy than it does playing hockey. Seriously, I mean, I've been playing hockey right. since I was a kid, but... This takes a lot out of you. It's very, very taxing. It's, it can be exhausting on stage, yeah, especially like, doing two and three hour shows in seven inch boots. Yeah, the, the boots are this high off the ground. So to walk around in them, 
you have to really concentrate. When I first tried my boots on, I forgot how to play guitar because I was concentrating so hard on just standing there. Keep your balance. And it, it was hard. It's a lot of work. It really is. Very well, physical. Well, I guess you guys might become a legend like one day like like Johnny Cash has been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny Cash. He didn't, he didn't play all the songs. That, or he, he played songs that people wrote. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I like Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was great. So do I. Well, I'm done with my questions, but will I be the only one that answers the questions? No. So let's pass it on to Hunter for the next questions. This is me signing off. Hey, listeners, welcome back. Today I'm here with two of the members of the Kiss Tribute Band, Steve and Nick. Welcome, you two. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Let me ask you questions. Who does your makeup? We all do our own makeup, and that's kind of accurate to the way that the actual band KISS does their makeup. So um, we like to be authentic to what the original band does. And how long does it take you to put on your makeup, Steve? Two hours. (laughs) Takes a while to put on, on your own makeup. Have Thank you, ever, you. Have you ever tried to put on makeup before? No. Like face paint or anything? No. Oh, it, it feels weird. It gets a little itchy sometimes. Yeah, originally it was it was kind of difficult to put on. You get itchy and you have to have a toothpick to kind of scratch mm-hmm. where it's itching at. But after you wear it long enough, it's it becomes like a second skin almost. You don't really notice it's even on there. Mm-hmm. It's That's a strange part. When I first started doing it, though, it was always itchy and just didn't feel right at all. And now it's like second nature. I mean, it's like clown makeup. It's not like women's makeup, even although I, I've gone to the Ulta store more times than I can count to get the, <laughs> the black nail polish and the black eyeliner. Um, so you, you learn a couple makeup tips. Um, gives you something to talk about with, with girls who like makeup. But for the most part, it's, you know, clown, the clown white and the clown colors and stuff. And you make it look accurate, accurate to what Kiss did in the 70s. And right. everybody looks at you like you're actually them, even though you're not. Thank you. The next question is, what's your favorite thing about being a KISS tribute band? My favorite thing about being in a KISS tribute band is having people like it. So if it's entertaining to people, if I can play and look at people and see that they're having a good time, um, that's my favorite part. There's a lot of hard parts, but when I see that's happening, it makes all the hard parts worth it. Yeah. The hard part's actually setting up and taking down our show. That's <laughs> usually the hard part. The in-between, the getting dressed and getting performing is the, you know, the icing on the cake. But the rest of it's very difficult. You know, I had a passion for all the songs, so I knew a lot of the songs already how to play them. So it wasn't like I had to learn a lot from that standpoint. But mm-hmm. it, the, like I said, the glory is playing on the stage in front of the people. And like Nick said, hearing the adoration, hearing the applause and seeing people really getting into it. Right, a close second though is like, we're, we're kind of like a, like a baseball team. You know, we all have our positions, you know, there's kind of a captain, but you know, when you travel to a different baseball field, you have to take a bus or you have to go somewhere and you have to figure out where the locker room is. Um, all the stuff about playing a sports game somewhere is a lot like, you know, getting to play a rock and roll show somewhere. You have to figure all that stuff out. You travel as a team. You get into your costume and you get in. You wear everything. You get into your clothes as a team, and um, you prepare. You prepare what you're going to do as a team. It's really fun to like have a group of friends that's also part of your team to just kind of go out there and um, and do what we do. So I think that's a that's a close second for me. Yeah, there's a strong camaraderie between the four of us. We are. We're all different personalities, different likes and dislikes, but. 
we come together as a as a team. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's how it operates. Thanks. And next question: What is the band's favorite song to play? Molly, hmm, you go first on that one. I don't know if we have a band favorite song. We each have probably our own favorite songs, I think, right? The, yeah, the, the, the guys that aren't here would probably say Parasite, which is kind of a, a deep cut that not a lot of people know. But I think that if they were here, they would say that when, when we play that song, um, they feel really good and it, it makes the whole rest of the night go well. For me, I like the ones that, that we all sing or the ones that have a fun ending. Um, I think Do You Love Me is probably my favorite because there's some really cool parts in it that me and uh, the other guitar player play at the end, which, you know, people think is really special. So I guess that'd be my favorite. Yeah, I, I'd have to say probably Detroit Rock City, our, our band name, is probably my favorite song. It has been since the Destroyer album came out for Kiss. I mean, I wore that song out, I think, on the album when I, when I first, got, you know, first got it. So that's probably my favorite song. Do you have a favorite song? Yes, my two favorite songs were Rock and Roll Over and Shout It Out Loud. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, those are great. We great do those songs. We do those live. Uh-huh. Sometimes I like Back in Black. Next question is, do you get nervous when you go on stage? Not when I go on stage, because by the time we get on stage, everything is in place and it's time to, to start. Uh, when I get nervous, we're in the truck and we're driving there. <laughs> or um, there's something that while we're setting up the stage, like hours before we play, we have to set everything up and plug everything in. And I just get nervous that everything is going to get put together the way it should and that everything is going to work when we turn it on and plug it in. So once all that is done, um, that's when I can calm down. And going on stage is the easy part. It's the getting there, setting up, getting into your costume, all the stuff that happens before that is the, the part that I get anxious about. Yeah, I agree with Nick wholeheartedly on that because it is. It's that's the, make sure everybody gets there on time and, and we get to the venues on time and mm -hmm. get set up on time. A lot of times we'll get there, doors will be locked. We have to find the person to let us in. And like Nick said, it's definitely an undertaking to get everything set up properly, make sure all of our special effects are working correctly ahead of time. So that's, that's the a challenge, no doubt. Well, what do you do to calm the, those nerves? I think that when you prepare and you, you know what's coming, you're less anxious because you've got it all sorted out. In order to calm the nerves, I think that like the next time we play is usually better than the, than the previous because we're a little bit more prepared. We forget less things, but there's always that wonder like, did I forget my guitar or did I forget my costume? Now, like, to settle down, we just make sure before we leave that we have our costume, we have our guitars, we have the things that, you know, we don't have to worry about it once we know that we have them. One thing is I don't feel, I feel more nervous doing this, I think, than I do getting on stage. We're very well prepared, I think, when we get on stage, and there's no nerves for me at all. I'm, I'm more nervous doing rehearsals, I think, than I am right. getting on stage, because once you put that makeup and costume on, you become someone else. It takes over that... You know, you don't get over your fears and, and everything else. I guess to be honest, I get more nervous for everybody else on our team. And I'm not nervous for myself. He's like so a mother hen if, when it comes to that. Like if a big important, if a big, if a big part of the show is coming up where let's say like smoke has to come out of the guitar, I get really nervous. I'm like, 
is it going to work? Is the smoke going to work? I really hope it does for him. You know, and I'm nervous for him that it's going to work or not. And usually, you know, it does and it goes off without a hitch. But, you know, I, I, I feel nervous when, when another person has a big part coming up and I hope, I, I just I want them to nail it. And um, so that, that makes me anxious. Uh, besides Kiss, who do you look up to as an idol? As an idol? My parents. Oh, that's so sweet, Nick. I would say, musically, I always liked, um, besides KISS, I mean, Led Zeppelin was probably my favorite band of all time outside of KISS. As an idol, I think, I idolized Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, and John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. Musician-wise, I always liked um, guitar players. The older I get, the more I like songwriters, and I always thought there was a difference between a songwriter and a guitar player. There is. And um, I'm growing more of an appreciation for songwriters the older I get, but um, a lot of the idols that, that I've had since I got into guitars are almost not even the guitar players themselves, but the people who invented the guitar. You know, the people who you know, actually like cut out the wood and put the strings on and actually invented guitars. Leo Fenders um, of the world. And yeah, like Leo Fender and Les Paul. Yeah. And um, people that make the electronics and guitars, like Larry DiMarzio and Seymour Duncan, they're the people that actually like give the technology to the rock star and say, play music with this. I'd really look up to those people. Thanks for sharing. And what is your biggest conflict in the band and how you resolve that together as a team? Hmm. I'll answer that question after I ask you a question. Who's your idol? Either ACDC or John Jett. Okay, those are both pretty good. Yeah, those are both great. So your, your question was, how, how do we resolve conflict? Um, we usually just talk it out. So we're pretty open about conflict. And like Steve said, everybody has really unique personalities. And I think that we know we know what, what parts about somebody might make them not happy. We try and keep everything out in the open as much as possible because the moment guys are talking about other guys um, and they're not hearing about it, it doesn't, it doesn't really help anything. So I think that we're, out of all the bands I've ever been in, this has been a pretty open band. And if somebody has a problem, we take care of it pretty quick. Yeah, we have pretty thick skins. I don't think we would get offended by anything that criti you know, critical or anything that we say to each other. Being in bands, you know, for a long time, almost my entire adult life, I mean, it's it's almost like being in a marriage, I guess. <laughs> but uh, that's, you know, we do get along pretty well. But I've been in bands that fought all the time. Yeah. Previously. Things. And the last two questions are, what are your plans for the summer? Ooh, we've got plans for the summer. So our our band likes to play once a month. So if we wanted to, we could play every weekend but we don't want it to feel like work. We want it to stay fun. So we say, you know, we'll, we'll play somewhere once a month and we'll get, we'll get paid well for it because if you play every single weekend, you don't get paid as much money. Um, so not only are we getting paid, but we're also having fun. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great way to have a band and um, it keeps it fun for us too. But outside of the band, I am going to be flying to Europe at the end of June and I'm going to be flying into Amsterdam and then into Poland. So I'll be spending two weeks in Poland. I've never been 
I've never been to Europe before. I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico, but I've never been to Europe. So. And who are you going with, Nick? I'm going Care with my my girlfriend who um, grew up in Poland. But the plane is going to be an eight-hour flight over the Atlantic Ocean. So I've never been in an airplane for eight hours, but um, I heard a lot of people just fall asleep, and then when they wake up, they're twice. in Europe. <laughs> I fall asleep twice. So those flights. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good time. My parents are babysitting my dog. I've got a little French bulldog puppy. My parents said that yeah, we'll we'll watch your dog for a month. So that's good. I've got a babysitter lined up for for my dog. But yeah, that's gonna be the the bulk of my summer. How about you? Well, outside of the band, I'll be going to Las Vegas, Nevada mm -hmm. uh, in two weeks for the first time in 19 years. I haven't been there in a long time. I got to go back and find my money that I lost there last time I was there. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And I've got some friends coming in from California. They're going to meet me there. And I'm going to probably try to talk to some of the hotels to see if I can get us some shows out there <laughs> as well. Get us a traveling gig out in Las Vegas. So that's how I'm going to spend my summer. Oh, and we're playing a uh, gig, what, in Alpena at a fishing festival, the Brown Trout Festival, right? Right. We're, we're playing in, um, in Wyandotte at the Yak Arena. That's our next show. The, in June. And then um, we're gonna, in July, we're going to be playing the Brown Trout Fest Festival up in Alpena. In October, we're going to play in Illinois, west of Chicago. Yeah. Traverse City, we've got a show as well. Yep. But Nick and I both like to fish, too, and I don't think we're going to see much fishing no, at all, though. We won't have time. We won't have time to do that at yeah. all. Thanks for sharing. And speaking of Wanda, I hope I'll see you two there. I'm volunteering. Speaking of jobs, do you have any daytime jobs when you aren't playing music? What are they? I work at Oakland University, which is up in Auburn Hills. And I teach a couple of classes there, but I'm also a staff member. And the main thing I do there is I help professors make online classes. And I've been doing that for about 14 years, but that's, that's the job that I do outside of the band. And I work in uh, human resources for my former company. I retired early and uh, went back to work for them part-time because they needed my help because of the way things are trying to find engineers for the organization. So I kind of do that in my spare time. and get work, work remote from home and just work limited hours per week. I have plenty of free time to, to do other things. Thank you for sharing. Now I'd like to pass on to saying this how I want to sign off. Many say, Nick, do you have pets? I have pets. Ones what that I didn't name? mention earlier. Yes, I, I mentioned before I've got a French Bulldog. What name is? Um, my French Lucy. bulldog's name is Lucy. And Steve's actually babysat for her. I have. Before. She's adorable. Um, but I also have another pet. When I was in the third grade, I took my first communion money from church, and I bought a pet ball python. And it's a, it's a snake, and it's still alive. So I've had that snake for over 30 years. And I feed it and give it water. And um, it's a snake, and I, I had no idea that... Uh, snake could, yep, it eats mice. So I've got to go to the pet store, buy a mouse, drop it in. You know, at least, at least once a month. And um, you got this in the house? Yep. I didn't it, know that. I'm not coming over anymore. Lives in my bedroom. I don't like snakes. Uh, so, yeah. Where did you get that mouse? I get I get a mouse from the pet store. They 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 sell they sell what they call feeder mice, and um, they're they're mice that aren't for pets. They're they're mice for for feeding to snakes. And um, yeah, you do that yeah. about once a month. Steve's got pets. 
Yeah, I've got uh, a Yorkshire Terrier called Cody, who's been with us for 11 years, and he's a pain in the neck. He's a high-maintenance dog. And then I also have a cat that I adopted, uh, Zoe, who's his arch nemesis. And they all fight. They both of them fight all the time. You have hobbies? Uh, well, besides the music hobby, playing in a band, um, I like to play golf. I like to fish, as I mentioned, with um, like Nick does as well. I have a kayak, go kayaking, that I uh, fish out of on because I'm bordered around a lot of lakes, Crescent Lake, uh, Orchard Lake, and uh, Elizabeth Lake. So I go fishing a lot in my spare time, too. I like to watch the Green Bay Packers play football on TV. I play football, too. Do you? What position do you play? Running. Uh, Running back? Running back? Yeah. What's your favorite football team? Eagles. The, the Eagles Philadelphia are, huh? Eagles? Yeah. All right. They play the Lions opening game the this loss. year. They play the Lions mm -hmm. this coming season. Opening Their opening game is against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah I like to watch the I, – I grew up um, maybe 20 minutes from where the Green Bay Packers play their football games, and my parents have season tickets to they, – they go to all every single Green Bay Packers game. The full football good. You saw the Eagles? Yeah, did I saw they, one. Did they win? Yeah, they beat the Lions. They beat the okay. Lions pretty good last year, actually. Beat them like a drum. <laughs> they're terrible at it. <laughs> they're terrible. Oh, they try. You know, and there's nowhere to go but up. They'll just keep getting better until they start winning more. Yeah. And then they'll go back to Thank two you. wins again. You're welcome. Thanks. Hello, everyone. This is Jake, known as the Rock and Roll Guy. Okay. And a fan in the Rock and Roll Kiss. That's us. All right. And I'm here to ask a few questions. Question this. Have you ever been rejected by producers, and how did you push through that? You've been well, recording. I was at a recording studio that had a, a very good producer, actually very reputable um, in heavy metal and rock and roll. We were making tracks. We weren't really rejected, but you can kind of tell when a producer doesn't like what you're doing uh, if you have to do it a lot of times. Luckily, most of the time I had to do something, I've only had to do it twice what they call doubling guitar tracks. So I'd play my part, and then he'd say, all right, now do it again. And then he, they would rewind it, and you'd have to play the exact same thing, the exact same way you played it the first time. So after our first studio session, I went home and I practiced and I practiced, and I was able to do most of the things um, just twice. So I wasn't rejected as much as maybe other people in, in my band at the time that were in the studio. I think the guitar parts were easier for me to do in a studio and to produce than the vocals. Vocals are a little bit harder, but what, what they do in the studio is that if you don't sing perfectly, they take your little your voice and they drag it up or they drag it down to get the pitch to be, to to be match perfect. It. Yeah, to be perfect. But um, they don't want to have to do that. They want you to get it right without having to edit it. So um, it's a challenge. It's different than playing live. Have you ever oh, been yeah. in the studio? Yeah, actually, we recorded a lot of stuff uh, back years ago in, in the uh, 80s and early 90s. And we had some of the stuff played on local like college radio stations, but we never, never got offered any deals or anything like that. I don't think we really, really looked at it. We just wanted to do it for our own self-satisfaction, you know, writing and recording our own music in bands that I was in previously. Nice. Your producer's rejecting us right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go on tour outside of Downriver? Oh, yeah. We, most of our dates are outside of uh, the local area. That's part of the problem. I have a lot of friends that want to come see us, and 
they wonder why we're not playing here locally all the time. We're like I said, we're in Alpena, we're in we're playing outside of Chicago, uh, Traverse City. Right. We've played in Ohio. We've played in Wisconsin, up in the UP. UP. Yeah, but Downriver is you know probably our favorite place to play. It is. There, it's fun. always a great crowd. Everybody knows all the songs. Like Downriver is a big rock and roll area, but. You know, having said that, we don't like to play there every single month. We we want to play there like maybe once or twice a year to to make it special, right? And to make sure that everybody comes, you know, for for that that one event because they know that we don't we don't play here all the time, right? Are you going to play at the Bend Shop uh, in Lincoln Park, Michigan? Um, we'll be playing there, but not as Kiss. There's a Battle of the Bands coming up in June. One of our friends is an Alice Cooper lookalike, and he's going to be leading something called the Motor City Vampires. We won't be Kiss, but we'll be playing at the Bandshell, and um, it'll be a lot of like classic rock hits. You could look out for that Bandshell Battle of the Bands, and you can see the Motor City Vampires there. However, the Detroit Rock City Kiss tribute show, I don't think that we're going to play the Bandshell this year. Maybe next year, but next year, we're, probably. We're, not, we're not on the, on the card this year. Okay. How many concerts do you plan a year? Which one is your favorite? We usually play once a month. We've got really busy lives, and um, playing once a month is good for is good for us because it, it keeps it more fun. But in terms of our our favorite, what would you think? Well, my favorite so far has been the first show I did with these guys, which was uh, last year at the Westtown Theater in, in Bay City. And number one, it was the first show I did, so that was you know, already the, the peak, I think, and, you know, as far as being ready and make sure that, I, you know, that I had everything prepared. But it was just a cool venue. There wasn't many people there because of COVID still was going right. at that time. But uh, it's a really old, like, vaudeville-type theater with a huge balcony. Probably could seat a 1,000 people in there. I mean, it's that big. And uh, so that was the one I enjoyed the best. But each show has become progressively better, I think, in terms of our playability and and uh, how we look and how we sound. Right, I agree with that. Well said. Nice. Do you ever play another one of Bites the Dust by Queen? That's a strong bass track. I know, I actually played that in one of my former bands. We actually played that song. So yeah, I have played it. And not in Kiss, obviously, but in other bands I have played. I love that song. I loved it when it came out and until the Lions took it and used it as a, a theme song for them when they were uh, when they were winning, and then they started playing that, and they started losing. I know in the when I used to watch the Green Bay Packers play football um, at the stadium, whenever one of the Packers would get a quarterback sack in football, they would play the. Would they play that? One bites the dust. I, I can see like, that. Kind of like they got another sack, but <laughs> I've never played that one of my. I love Queen, Freddie Mercury, and Brian May. Brian May, another guy that Brian May built his guitar out of wood. He like chopped on the tree, cut it yep. out, made his own electronics. Like another. Inventor, like you were asking me who my idols were, Brian May like invented his own guitar. Yeah, that's, it was from a fireplace mantle or something. Right. They, they, yeah, his the, dad, father-son project, and yeah. they, they built a guitar together. I thought that was so cool. And now Brian May has a, a PhD in astrophysics or something. He's a he's a doctor of astrology. Nick and, has a PhD um, too. Right. Yeah, I've got a PhD in educational leadership. So nice. Yeah, it's it's great. But yeah, the Queen, another one bites the dust. Is that your one of your favorite songs? Uh, thunderstruck and shouting out loud. Okay. Thank you. But thank you for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, that's all for now, folks.
And remember, keep it real and let all the face slamming and fist pumps and all thy vibes. Rock on. Yeah. Rock on. Good afternoon there, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Benjamin J. Belfuse, Benny for short. So today, we are here to ask the questions to our special guest here today, Nick and Steve. So, my first question is, what do you do if someone in your band is absent? Practice without them. <laughs> yeah. We can't play without them. Um, so if there's a show and somebody's absent, that's, that's a big problem. But that's actually happened to me once um, before I was in this band. Um, I had a drummer who had a death in the family, and his family was all from Guam in the Pacific Ocean. So his, his dad basically knocked on his door and said, we're jumping on a plane, don't call anybody, leave your cell phone here, we're leaving. And um, we had a gig, and he wasn't answering his phone. He wasn't showing up. And it was like, where is he? And we're like, did he die? Did he get in a car accident? Like, what happened? And we didn't find out until two or three weeks later. He was like, oh, I was at a funeral out of the country. Um, he couldn't call anybody. It was, like, very abrupt. And, yeah, so we had to play a show without a drummer. Um, that would be difficult. Yeah, it was, it was tough. But we got a lot of credit for doing it. But it was, it was really awkward. And um, I hope that never happens again. <laughs> Yeah, I was in a band years ago that we had a, a, a bar gig and our guitarist had a broken hand or whatever at the last minute. So we had to play without a, one of our guitar players. So we just played as the guitar, bass and drums. And I had to take over a lot of the lead vocals on the on the set as well. But we did it and pulled it off. Basically, you got to make do, you know, it's like a soldier falling in battle. You got to pick up and still keep moving on. Right. I see. So, we got a joke for you, gentlemen. So, the joke is, what do you get when you drop a piano into a mine shaft? Hmm. Piano into a mine shaft. I don't know. What do we get? It's a, a flat miner. Oh, uh, <laughs> I got it. Okay. Okay. So, my next question. Is there anything that you want to add to this podcast? We haven't asked you about it. I guess I would say for if you would ask us like what we'd want to say to, to people listening, if you play an instrument, it's always better to play an instrument in front of other people. Playing by yourself is really good. Practicing by yourself is really good. But uh, when somebody else can hear what you're playing and that they enjoy it, I really highly encourage that. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that just like buy and collect guitars, but they're very shy. They don't they don't want to play in front of people because they don't think that they're any good. But when you start playing in front of your friends or your parents or you start going um, to a venue and play, you get better a lot faster. You do. You want them to think that you did a good job, so now you practice harder when you're by yourself. And play with other people, too. I mean, that right. helps develop timing and, and all the other aspects of music as well, too. I mean... I've seen people play guitar really fast, but when you play with other people, you've got to, sometimes you've got to slow the tempos down and for certain songs and everything too. So I would say playing with other people would be very important too. Yeah, it's a good way to make friends too. Right. You know, if you, if you find two people that both like playing music, now you're playing music together instead of by yourself. It's just... Yeah, I started playing in high school and I'm still f best friends with the people that I was bandmates with in high school to this day. I mean, that's, you know, 40 years later. Yeah, and so. it's something that you can do your entire life, you know, like baseball or football, like anything, any kind of sport 
once you reach a certain age, you're almost like too old to do it. Whereas music, you can pretty much always sing. You can pretty much always play guitar. Um, it's something that you can do for you know your whole life. Yeah. So look at Keith um, Richards, right? Yeah, Keith Richards and the Rolling Stones—they're old yeah. and they're <laughs> still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my next question: Can you play us uh, some music today? Yes, we can. Well, well, my favorite one is from the Muppets, the Rainbow Connection. I started to sound like Kermit the Frog, and it goes like this. <clears throat> Someday we'll find it, the, the rainbow, rainbow connection. connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Yeah, I good. like that. Very good. Thank you. So, thank you very much for coming in today and meeting with us. So, we are looking forward to seeing you playing this summer at Rock Palooza in Wangdon, Michigan. On June 18th, we will be will be a great event. We will be there volunteering. Maybe we will see you there. Look Certainly. forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. You'll definitely see us there. Yes. All right. So, thank you there, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. All right, so we've we've never done this before with an acoustic guitar. Usually we play with our electrics. And um, usually I have a bass too, but And usually we have makeup. <laughs> um, so like everything is kind of out of out of the norm right now but um, we're gonna play a song that we both can sing it's called shout it out loud and I think a couple of you know the song so um, it's gonna sound completely different <coughs> on an acoustic but and we don't know how it's gonna turn out so we'll see you at the end of the song Shout it out loud. 